Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? In 1977, George Lucas formed a legacy. Inspired by mythology, his saga has become a passion for many. His legend has become our story. One of resistance. We are the spark that light the fire that will burn the first order down. Rebellion. Rebellion is built on hope. And redemption. I am a Jedi, like my father before. This is Star Wars Reactions. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. It is episode 65 of Star Wars Reactions, and we are going to have a fun show. This is going to be great. We got some awesome news that we want to talk about. We got a great topic of discussion. I am just so looking forward to this episode. So let's not hold things back. My name is Aaron Harris, and joining me is the... Oh, wow. I am running out of these duos here. Um <laughs> Let's see here. You let's see. What could we do? Okay. 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 No, that won't work. Um, I, okay. You know what? We're a cross platform type of group. So you're the, he's the spark to my Kirk. <laughs> and I just got my star Wars, star, star Trek reference in for the week for the month. Joining me is my, is my buddy, David Motters. David, what's up my friend? Oh man. Just here getting ready to record with you and looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that surprise bonus episode we dropped yesterday on Halloween, uh, covering terrifying tales. So that was fun to kind of throw that in there. And um, I'm looking forward to react with you. And like you said, we got some really fun news and a, and a fun uh, character profile to do tonight. So looking forward to it. Exactly. It's got some great news, a great character profile. Yeah, the the surprise episode, the Halloween episode, that was a lot of fun to do. Uh hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did making it. It was uh just something we wanted to throw out there for y'all. As soon as they announced terrifying tales, I knew this is how we wanted to do it. So uh hope you all enjoyed it. It was as much as we did making it. So uh so let's let's go ahead and jump into to some news here because we had some pretty big news here today. Um, but first off, I want to go ahead and let you know that, of course, as of the date of the release of this episode, which this episode will release, of course, Wednesday, November 3rd, 
uh, as of the date of release of this episode, we will be T minus 13 days away and counting till the release of the third Thrawn Ascendancy novel, Lesser Evil. And this is one I am just, oh gosh, I am dying. It's all marked on my calendar. It's in my phone. It's pre-ordered on Audible. It's pre-ordered on Amazon. I'm so looking forward to this book. (laughs) You have no clue. That's awesome, man. So, yeah. You got to tell them how long it is? Oh, that and that's what that's what I wanted to tell you bring up too, because I, I pre-ordered it on Audible. Uh, used one of my credits and got the pre-order in. That thing is twenty-three hours and fourteen minutes long. That's that's staggering. I that I don't floored think, me. Yeah, I don't think I've done a Star Wars book that long. You and I were talking before we started recording. I I think sixteen hours is the longest, and that was the previous throne um uh less uh greater good right greater uh, good was yeah. that long i want uh, i want to say i want to i think the only one that let me take get back over here into my list here yeah the where the uh, third alphabet squadron was hmm, those some of those were pretty pretty long um, yeah that's why i wanted to look uh victory's price was do, do, do. 16 hours and 19 minutes. And that was the longest of those. Yeah. Um, but I was curious. No, that was only 15 life. I was looking at the aftermath books because oh, uh, those were pretty thick, um, pretty large as well. Um, the only one I have not done yet is the last one. Um Empire's End. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still fifteen hours as well. Okay, yeah. uh, so it's it's pretty up there. I think the closest one to that that I that I'm aware of is actually the uh, from a certain point of view, the Empire Strikes Back. Yes, yeah. it was seventeen hours and fifty nine minutes. Um, but this one is 23 hours and 14 minutes long. That is massive. I will go ahead and tell you that is going to be a very long day. Uh, <laughs> well, tell them why. Because once I started, I ain't going to put it down. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. That's going to be a long one. Yeah. 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 It also is the, the day we are. As as you've heard in previous episodes, or if you follow me online, you know we're moving. So that's the day we're we're closing on our house. Um, so well, closing and moving. So we'll have a lot going on that day. Um, but it'll be. But yeah, I'll be listening to that before, after, during. I may even listen to it during. Don't tell my wife. Um, <laughs> but it will be a day long remembered for sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we'll finish the trilogy up. Yes, but as exciting as that news is, even bigger than that was at about nine thirty this morning. Nine nine thirty this morning. Of course, we're recording this Monday, November first of twenty twenty one. The Book of Boba Fett trailer 
got a release. It was released this morning. Um, and my Lord, what a trailer it was. Uh, of course, we shared it on uh, our social media pages. Uh, so if you missed it, go go there and watch it now. Uh, it is outstanding. Uh, the the it, it just looks so well made. It literally is so cinematic. Uh, it, it it puts other live action shows to shame. Just the cinematography in this trailer is incredible. Uh, what did you think when you watched it, David? Yeah. I mean, there's a few scenes where there, there's like a scene of like a city from high above. And I thought, man, that starts reminding me of Rogue One or like Jetta or, you know, something on the planet Jetta there. And um, just uh, incredible looking. Like you said, a lot of, of um, aliens and, um, and it's interesting to hear this uh, kind of kind of what I've been hearing is this kind of twist on Boba Fett's approach that Jabba ruled with fear. He wants to rule with respect. respect. And um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, particularly with, you know, like some of the, you know, the phrases they put, you know, every galaxy has an underground or underworld and a lot of times there's not a whole lot of respect in the underworld <laughs> so no i'm looking forward to it uh, I, I can't wait and um you know uh fennec shan looks awesome and and so does boba fett uh tim morrison looks uh, like he's ready to rock and roll so and no 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 reservations for me oh it's it looks phenomenal it's it goes in line with what we were hearing. It sounds like he's taking over and running Jabba's uh, cartel, I guess you could call it. Um, and, and like, I love, I love you brought up that quote, how uh, Jabba ruled with by fear, but I I tend to rule by respect or, or I can't remember the exact verbiage. But the other one that goes right along with that is that showing us what kind of uh, – what he's trying to do in this show is Boba says, uh, let me pull it back up real quick. Uh, it says, or he says, and I quote, why, uh, why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? Right. And that'll probably be, be the rub, right? Him trying to do that instead of him acting just like them. Mm-hmm. There's the rub, and that can provide the conflict throughout the uh, eight episodes that this is going to run. Exactly, and uh, it, and Finnick, it looks like Finnick is going to be basically his muscle, uh, yeah, <laughs> his bodyguard, his muscle through through this series, uh, which according to IMDb is still eight episodes long. Starts December 29th, runs through February 16th is the final episode, according to that, to IMDb. So nice. It looks great. It looks great. So I am so looking forward to that. And of course, we will be covering it when it comes out. And uh, it's going to be fun. This is just going to be great. I'm loving every minute of this so far. So. Uh, so yeah, that, that really wraps up our, our news. Cause that book of Boba Fett trailer was 
big news we had. Uh, so let's go ahead and close that out because we got a great discussion for you today. We are returning to our profile series that we've been doing uh, over the months, over throughout the year. Uh, we started our our profile series. You may remember, if you're new to the show, you may not have missed the other missed the others. Um, but this is basically where we take a character a character from the Star Wars saga. And this can be, and we're not looking at main characters like Luke or Han or Leia or Ray or anybody like that. We're looking at the secondary characters, characters who uh, did not have a lot of screen time or, and really weren't there past, you know, maybe a couple minutes on screen or even one episode of a TV show, um, but made a lasting impact in the saga. Those are the type of characters we're, we're looking at. This week, we wanted to stick back and take a look at everyone's favorite Zil- uh, Zilkin, mm-hmm. Colonel Mieber Gascon. <laughs> I love uh, him. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's great. You know, it makes me, it sounds like a Disney, it's definitely a Disney character. It sounds like it could be a Disney song. No one leads like Gascon, rides in droids like Gascon. Likes to blow up, likes to blow up separatist ships like Gascon. Exactly, exactly. And hey, I'll say this: like you said, uh, when you came up with this idea of character profiles, but specifically doing it with secondary characters, I I just thought that was great, and I've I've enjoyed this, and I've enjoyed the ones we've done before, and um, and I was looking forward to covering uh, Mieber Gascon. And uh, I rewatched those four episodes today. I was able to sneak some time in and get all four of those back in my head again. They were pretty much in there because uh, we've done that profile on Gregor. And um, so those one, at least one of the episodes was in my mind. But uh, once I watched them, they were all back in there. And uh, so I, I'm really enjoying these profiles of secondary characters who do play these critical roles. And we'll, we'll talk more about that with Mieber as we go on. Exactly. And, you know, Mieber is a very interesting character and and it's a character that I wish we would have gotten more of, uh, to be perfectly honest. I mean, he was literally in four episodes, uh, during the fifth season of the clone wars, uh, secret weapons, a sunny day in the void, missing in action and point of no return. And outside of that, we outside of what we get from his story in there, we don't know much more about him. There's really nothing that tells us his history after that. Um, so, but we got interesting looks at this character and we want to go into that and discuss, uh, what we, what we think about him, his impact on the saga and, and stuff like that. So let's get this going here. Um, with, the simple biography of Mieber Gascon. Uh, Mieber Gascon, of course, was a, a male Zilkin from the Great Zilk, who served as a colonel in the Grand Army of the Republic during the Clone Wars. Uh, Gascon answered the call of duty at the very start of the war, offering his an analytical skills as part of the strategic command since the Battle of Geonosis. Uh, the Jedi Council placed Gascon 
not Gaston, Gascon, uh, very close to that Disney character nobody likes, Uh, (laughs) but placed him in command of a special mission uh, where he was in command of a group of droids, which included R2-D2. Uh, this group of droids was nicknamed D-Squad, uh, and the mission was to obtain a vital separatist encryption module that they were using to basically, you know, destroy the Republic. Um, he, he had a, he was a no-nonsense, military-minded individual. Uh, he had a huge personality and a gruff voice and an itty-bitty body. Uh, it, it makes me think of the genie from Aladdin, Great cosmic powers. Itty bitty bitty face. Um, that's Gascon for you. Um, and of course, he, uh, they, when D Squad found out what he did during uh, the Battle of Geonosis and what he, he was an analyst, uh, they basically called him, uh, he was basically boiled it down to simply what he was a, a map reader, which, of course, he did not sit well with that. Uh, of course, they succeeded in their mission uh, in. The, that four episode droid arc uh, rescuing Gregor from essentially slavery and changing the course of the war uh, by the end of the series. So perfect. Uh, let, let's go ahead and jump into this. David, what were your, what are your overall thoughts about me Gascon? Yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of negative, um, I remember reaction to him and to um, these episodes, but I, I, unlike a lot of that negative reaction, I, I really enjoyed the character uh, in all four episodes. Uh, I, and like I said, I think he was disliked because of the dislike of, I would say probably a sunny day in the void the most. Um, that episode, I, watching it again today there was a lot more in it than I thought there was uh, from remembering it from gosh, season five and how many years ago that was. But I do, I do believe that that was the general uh, gist of it. He just associated him with it. Plus I do think, and I don't have this in the show notes that he does remind some people of Jar Jar, because I think there's some description, <laughs> maybe at Wikipedia that, you know, the two eye stalks kind of similar to Jar Jar and, and stuff like that. But, um, I, I do. I, I just I, I did not have a negative reaction to him. Uh, I uh, I do think, too, you know, these these episodes are generally not discussed with him in it, except maybe missing an action that's talked about due to Gregor. And of course, you and I just covered the end of uh, the Bad Batch where Gregor is reintroduced, which, you know, kind of comes full circle from what we're covering here to a certain degree. But um. I do think that here's the thing. He does develop over the course of this arc into a key part of D squad and his, his, his attitudes towards them change. And I'll talk about that a little bit more, but uh, I'll also say this in terms of just some of my initial thoughts. It never hurts for me when Steven Stanton does the voice and uh, I, I <laughs> just listening to him again, I really listened in and man, he does such a good job with that voice and uh just really gives him the big personality that aaron mentioned a minute ago in his biography so uh so that definitely helped but me i i liked the character versus disliking him and uh i'll share some more about that as we 
go into some other things. But yeah, overall, I really like him. How about you? I, I, I really like, I really like this guy. And, and just to clarify what you mentioned earlier is kind of related to charge our, uh, from, uh, what we know his, his original Gascon's original design was originated in the concept artwork of Jar Jar from episode yep. one. And it was yep. developed off of that. Um, so yeah, so Jar Jar Binks gave birth to, <laughs> in, <Uh-oh. laughs> from, to, to me, Gascon from a certain yeah. point of view. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, so, words. Very, very good. Yes. So, but no, I like Mieber Gascon. You know, I, I'll be the first to admit that when I, they first released the droid arc, when it first released and it aired on Cartoon Network, I was not a fan. Um, it bored the snot out of me, to be honest. Um, but I will say I did walk away liking Mieber Gascon. And here's why. And I didn't put this in the show notes, but I should have. But I, I, when I grew up, growing up, uh, for those of you that don't know my background and my history, uh, growing up, my parents, my, and they still currently are, they're, they're missionaries. We, I grew up overseas. I grew up in a small country in South America called Uruguay. Um, and we, there was another missionary that was there with us. Um, and they uh, uh, uncle mike was I, I loved the man to death we he, we weren't related but we always just called him uncle mike and uh he was i loved uncle mike um but he was vertically challenged to put it mildly um he 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 was not a tall man um uh, but he did everything in his power to compensate for that um, from the depth of his voice to the way he carried himself. And Bieber Gascon reminded me of uncle Mike and I loved it. So I, I fell in love with Bieber Gascon right from the beginning. Uh, from the first time I watched it, he basically embodies Yoda's saying, judge me by my size. Do you? Uh, he's, he's a bit arrogant. He's extremely confident in his abilities. Um, and, but he's, you know, six inches tall. Um, he's about the size of some of these action figures sitting on my desk. Uh, it's kind of funny. Um, but he, he's got quite the, for, for an arc that, that has a lot packed in it when you actually sit down and look at it to analyze it he probably has a, the largest amount of character growth by a single individual that's only appeared in one arc. And I would say in pretty much any story, uh, out there, uh, he goes from thinking absolutely nothing of these droids and being overly confident in his abilities to basically losing his mind in the void and then coming back to reality with a respect for the droids and saving the day, leading the droids and saving the day. So yeah, he has got, he is quite the character and I really like him and he, he has got quite the place 
in the Star Wars saga. Uh, so very, very fun character. Very cool. And of course, as you mentioned, voiced by the fabulous, fabulous Stephen Stanton, uh, who, of course, uh, voiced uh, Moralo uh, Evol. Yeah. And of course, old Ben Kenobi from uh, my one of my favorite episodes of Rebels, Twin Sons. Uh, tremendous episode, extremely talented, talented uh, voice actor. Uh, and Tarkin. so, yeah, Tar, yeah, voiced Tarkin in the Clone Wars and in Rebels and in Bad Batch. Um, oh, and. Masameda, Masameda, and the Clone Wars. And, and my mind is blinking on 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 oh. the name, and I can see him clear as day from Rogue One. Admiral Radis, Admiral Radis. Yeah, yeah. He's the voice Very of Admiral Radis, the Mon Calamari Admiral who uh, flew to the rescue at Scarif. Um, so yeah, he has got a tremendous repertoire in Star Wars, and he is absolutely the nicest guy you'll ever talk to. Um, so the fact that he added to the, the mention of, uh, Mieber Gascon is, was just absolutely perfect in my book. So, yes. Well All said. right. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, Mieber Gascon, like I said, we don't know a lot about him. We don't have outside of these four episodes. We know we, that's all we get from him. Um, what, what is your favorite moment? I mean, like I said, we don't have a lot of moments because uh, we only got these four episodes where he's there. What's your favorite Mieber Gascon moment? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I had several um, as I watched all four episodes. I, I kind of went down to two. Um, either his speech, because they do ask him to do it after BZ. He was traveling around in BZ in the top of that astromech after he sucked out with all the... Um, Buzz droids, thank you. The buzz droids sucked out of the airlock. He sacrifices himself with the whole team, and 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 he's given a really, uh, he gives a really uh, positive and uplifting and moving speech uh, for the team for D Squad. Or <laughs> watching the end when Anakin's standing there and R two's getting fixed, and he says, uh, "R two, you're the bravest droid I've ever met. You all are." And I just thought that was really, really neat. It was that character arc change that you described. It started with calling him Max and stupid and or, you know, uh, Cyclops, you know, calling uh, WAC, W-A-C that. And, and so <laughs> yep. it's just a, a real, real change. And so um, those are neat. So another honorable mention for me is when they're in Gregor's apartment and <laughs> He jumps over and he grabs, he's looking right into Gregor's eye. You know, I just, you are yep. a clue, you know, that just cracked me up. I love it. Love stuff like that. So those are, those are a few. Him going crazy in the void was pretty funny as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Those are great moments. Um, mine is actually a little different than that. My favorite moment uh, cause he did have a lot of great moments in the, in the arcs, uh, or in this arc, but my favorite moment actually developed straight into his character growth where he, 
we go, he's in the void. He has pretty much lost his mind because he's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing there. They walk, there's no footprints. I mean, there's literally no life, no nothing. And he snaps. He literally is like losing it uh, at that point. And he, he's at the lowest of all possible lows. Um, but then he, they make it to the city and then he, they find Gregor and realize Gregor is the clone. Like you said, he looks him in the eye, the gets real close, looks him in the eye. You are a clone. Um, yeah, but he literally all, he literally pulls himself back together in a split second becomes that Republic commander that he was at the beginning of the episode and takes command and gets into Gregor's head and convince and reminds Gregor who he is and what he does and why and shows Gregor why he is important and helps Gregor walk back to the out of his amnesia back into essentially back into the war. Um, and I love that because it is such a key moment in not only, uh, in, in my opinion, in Gaston's story, but in Gregor's story too, because it changes, it changes the course of Gregor's life. It changes, essentially changes the mission for for me, Bergascon and D squad, uh, and adds to the, them and their team. And it just shows how much, uh, character he truly has to be able that, that, and how strong of a character he is mentally, even though he did have that break out in the void, he was able to snap himself back and to his senses become the, the military commander that he always was and take action and lay down the law and let it basically be the commander that Gregor needed to remind him who he was. Oh, I like how you said, I, I want to jump in and say, yes, it's, it's always interesting to see how people react after things are tough. Not when things are going well, right. But when you, when you get hit in the, hit in the jaw and, 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 and how do you respond? Uh, so I really like how you mentioned that. That is a key point, and it's good to see him not cave in, not give in, not give up, but, but sticks with it. And mm-hmm. uh, you nailed it. And then you just see him take off in terms of character growth and development and in terms of helping these missions get accomplished. Oh, absolutely. He's, it's, he, he's, you know, he got knocked down, but he got up again. Um, he, he couldn't, he couldn't stay down. Um, the, and, and uh, he had a good, you know, believe it or not, as annoyed as he was by whack, which was the, uh, the, oh, whack was the, uh, pit droid. Um, yes. The pit droid. I, I couldn't remember what the type of droid is. I could see it, but I couldn't remember the name. So yeah, he was the pit droid. And as annoyed as he was by Wack, Wack was his, probably his biggest supporter for the uh <laughs> in the mission. So yeah. if it wasn't for Wack, Gascon would have would have 
broke and possibly not have even made it to the uh, the city. Well, they're it, they're foils. I was thinking about this is something my daughter was working on a, couple, a month or two ago about what are foils in stories, and they both play off each other and make each other grow. Yeah, you know. So mm-hmm. yes, I agree with you. Wack was a key part of that. Absolutely, and of course, when they they do escape, they board the the Republic ship that had been captured by the uh, the separatists that they were using in a plot. Uh, they were going to go to this space station and blow it up where, uh, wow. use it as a, basically a giant bomb. And the space station was hosting the Republic, uh, basically a Republic strategic conference with all the top minds of the Republic were going to be there. Tarkin was there. And of course, Mace Windu and Anakin and Obi-Wan were there, all the top admirals. I'm sure somewhere on the station. Um, oh, my gosh. I just blanked on his name. The, uh, the He was the commander of An- – he's always the commander that's with Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, oh Cody? Cody? No, 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 not the clone. He was uh, oh, one of the admirals. Oh. Oh, Admiral Yularen? L- yes. I'm sure Yularen was there as well. Uh, we don't yeah. see him, but I'm ass- you would assume he was there because eventually he ends up heading uh, in the Empire. He ends up heading the uh, Security Bureau, ISB. So definitely intelligent mind. So all these top uh, intelligence officials were there, and they were about to get wiped out. Uh, and then... Gascon and D squad step in and run interference and end up stopping the separatist mission. Um, so, and that really is what brings us to, to the next question is why is the character important? And to be perfectly honest, if Gascon and D squad hadn't been sent on this mission to recover this, this, uh, encryption, device they would not have bumped in the gregor they would not have boarded that ship that uh, republic uh, destroyer that was captured and they would not have been able to stop it from destroying the conference all the top leaders would have been wiped out and that most likely essentially would have ended the war because yeah. there would have been nothing standing between the separatists and success. doesn't matter how many clones you got. If you have no leaders for them, what are they going to do? Yeah, you just got me thinking about something that, you know, I was thinking about Pearl Harbor, you know, and that sneak attack. And, like, when Anakin's looking up that viewport and he's talking to Obi-Wan, he's like, is that – I don't have a good feeling. This – I think it's coming in kind of fast, isn't it? You know, and again, just watching this, you're like, man, this is huge. And when, you know, uh, R2 and like I said, uh, Mieber Gascon and the crew there get that thing to detonate just a little bit earlier, you hear that tactical droid say, no, that's too early. And R2's like, no, this isn't early enough. And, um, but it's, you know, I, I had not picked this up. Um, listening to all four um particularly this last one point of no return 
you hear Mieber Gascon say, uh, and, I, and I put it in my notes here, why is this character important? He was saying that the Jedi Council would be there. Now, just like Aaron was mentioning a few minutes ago, you see a lot of really high ups uh, on this on this uh, space station Valor, it's called. And, uh, and of course, you see Mace and Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um, but I, is, I don't know if they, well, I wonder if the Jedi Council would do that, all be in the same place. I mean, they could all be in the spire there, you know, on Coruscant. But during a war, I, I, I'd be curious to see if that was true, if the whole Jedi Council was there. But during a war, I'm sure they were spread out. We always saw that, right? Whenever you go to the, the main uh, spire there, you, you'd see Anakin walk in or Obi-Wan, and there'd always be like, you know, Kiati Mundi is a blue glow, you know, he's on, on a hollow uh, feed, or Mace Window would be in a hollow feed, or even, even Yoda. So I don't know, but again, there was a lot of key Jedi there, obviously the most key being Anakin. Tarkin was there. Uh, I think I see Wolf there. Did I see Commander Wolf? I thought I saw him there. I got to look again. There's so much more stuff I was picking up on. Um, but yeah, that, you know, that he, I mean, like, like Aaron said, if, if, that, if, if Gascon and this whole crew aren't present, it would have changed the whole course of, of the galaxy as we know it in Star Wars. And um, so it, looking back on these four episodes, <laughs> They really show how, I mean, they really make him critical. Uh, so, yeah, so he is absolutely great story arc, very important part of the Star Wars story. Clone Wars made it that way, and he only appeared in four episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, well said. I mean, it always makes, and you bring that up, and it makes, it's got me wondering if they have, if the Jedi Council has a, uh, like a Kiefer Sutherland designated survivor stashed off somewhere right. <laughs> for their meetings. Who's the least, who's the least important person on this council? You go hide. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. draw, where they do draw, draw straws and whoever has the shortest lightsaber has to leave. Um, <laughs> right. who, who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, that that'd be something fun to, to look into. But yeah, that's well said. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, so, any any final thoughts about Mieber Gascon? Um, one little comment I picked up on. You know how we don't like to see common day things mentioned in Star Wars, and again, I never picked up on this before. But at one point. Mieber Gascon says uses the word Titanic. Now I don't know if he's meaning it's huge, but like we know the Titanic is a ship, you know. Mm -hmm. And he says like now we have a Titanic sized problem or something like this. And uh, I just wanted to just kind of a little bit of real world in Star Wars. There, hearing the word Titanic, it's real quick. Yeah, but uh, just a fun little little factoid that. You know, Star Wars geeks love. So there you go. Very good. Very good. So, of course, let us know what you think about Mieber Gascon. Uh, he, uh, what, let us know what you think about the character, what you think about his importance. You can, of course, hit us up on any of our social media accounts on Facebook or, or Instagram at uh, SW Reactions. You can 
you know, hit us up on Twitter at SW reactions pod or email us show at star Wars reactions.com. Uh, let us know what you think about me, Bergascon and, uh, yeah, it'll be great. David, I understand you have a new psychology corner that might tie in to Gascon. Oh man, this fits perfectly. I'm so glad I didn't cover this actually in some previous uh, psychology corners. We've been running through a lot of the 14 defense mechanisms here and I've really enjoyed it. Just kind of hitting one after another. And uh, this just fit perfectly, <laughs> just like Aaron said. So, in this installment of my psychology corner, uh, what we're going to cover is uh, the Freudian defense mechanism called compensation. In fact, I don't know if the listeners picked up on Aaron mentioning the word compensation when he was uh, talking earlier about his uncle that was really short and how he compensated with certain behaviors and deep voice and all that. So. So let's go through it. This is the perfect uh, time to cover compensation as a defense mechanism because it ties in perfectly here with with Mieber Gascon. Um, so when do we see compensation? We can see this when someone counterbalances their own perceived flaws or weaknesses by emphasizing their strengths. So an example could be of a school student. Uh, you know, a student in school, a school student who struggles with math, but emphasizes, say, to his or her parents, hey, look how good I'm doing in English class. Look at this, look at this. And they get good grades in there, but they emphasize that, emphasize that, emphasize that to counterbalance the other weakness in math. For me, Bergascon, um, who knows he lacks real combat experience, you know, he emphasized his training. Right. That was one of the things he did. He also you know, really emphasized his ability to improvise and create a new plan on the fly. And those were his strengths. You know, a good example of him improvising uh, on the fly would be knowing that a transport would be on Abafar because of the presence of separatist droids. And bam, they found that uh, uh, separatist ship or yeah, I guess a transport that was going up to the big uh, um, Republic cruiser there. Uh, I would also add, and this ties into what Aaron said, he does a nice job of helping Gregor, uh, um, you know, ultimately see himself and understand who he is. And when he does that for Gregor, Gregor ends up ultimately helping D-Squad complete their mission. And then, again, going back to the question that Aaron and I always ask in in these profiles is why is this character important in Star Wars? When you look at at Gascon and the D squad, they ultimately do two missions. The big one, they, they were doing this whole massive thing to steal that encryption module so they could decrypt some of these separatist transmissions, but they end up saving, you know, these critical Jedi and Republic officers so that they could continue with uh, the Clone Wars. So, uh, so two huge things that he ends up doing, but uh, this, again, just worked out perfectly to cover compensation uh, with Mieber Gascon. Uh, so there we go. And uh, we have a few more uh, to follow uh, defense mechanisms, but we'll have fun with those in, in following episodes. So, so there we go, my friend, a new psychology corner that fit perfectly with our character profile. I love it. I love it when a plan comes together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Perfect. Great job, David. Love the psychology corner. And if they want if anybody out there wanted to ask you about the psychology corner or about Mieber Gascon or about Star Wars in general, how would they go about doing that? Oh, definitely, brother. Uh, three places. One's Twitter. That's at David underscore Modders, M-O-D-D-E-R-S. There's an S on the end. So, you know, throw stuff my way and we could have some fun talking, talking Star Wars and all kinds of geeky stuff. The other one is uh, Instagram. Just look for David Modders and I'm there. And then uh, the last one is at the website that Aaron so awesomely set up and keeps going. Uh, it's uh, David at StarWarsReactions.com. Dot com. Very good. Very good. And of course, if you want to talk to me about Star Wars or my bad dad jokes or anything in general, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at TA Harris121079. Or of course, you can always email me, Aaron at StarWarsReactions.com. So you know what that means, David. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I got one for you this week, my friend. Jeez. I found the perfect one. You know, fortunately, there's not a not there's not any Gascon jokes out there that I could find. But since Mieber Gascon was voiced by the fabulous Stephen Stanton, who also voiced Tarkin. Yes. I got a Tarkin joke for you. Nice. You ready for this, David? Yes, I am. I actually am. Here we go. Dad, Star Wars dad joke of the week. Here we go. What was Wolof Tarkin's favorite brand of toilet paper? I don't know, Aaron. What was Wolof Tarkin's favorite brand of toilet paper? Charming to the last. Oh, my. That's bad charmin oh i can just hear peter <laughs> Christian saying that <laughs> oh. oh that was a bad one <laughs> wow i know you you're trying to make him worse and worse and worse and that that is really setting the bar but... bop, 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 bop. <laughs> oh. charmin 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 Yes. Ah, perfect. David, my friend, I have had a blast tonight. Oh, me too, man. I'm so glad we were able to get through and uh, and cover this, especially following up our Halloween episode. And uh, looking forward to other stuff that we're going to record this month, and hopefully our listeners do too. And and, uh, always great to record with you. Absolutely, my friend. Awesome, as always. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Y'all are awesome. Uh, Take care of each other. Have fun. Uh, Always let the people you love know that they're loved uh, and you care for them. And take care of yourselves. Remember, this is your place for elegant discussion for a more civilized age. 
If you'd like to share your thoughts, you can email us at show at starwarsreactions.com. For our show notes and the latest news from the Star Wars universe, visit our website at www.starwarsreactions.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWReactionsPod or on Facebook at Star Wars Reactions. If you enjoy our show, please leave a review on iTunes. This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or by Lucasfilm Limited. It's intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars. All names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and the respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Star Wars Reactions, unless otherwise indicated. Star Wars Reactions. Elegant discussion for a more civilized age. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.